Section 1 of Child Harold's Pilgrimage, Cantos 1 and 2, by George Gordon, Lord Byron. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Canto 1, Stanza 1 to 13. O thou, in Hellas deemed of heavenly birth, Muse, formed or fabled at the minstrel's will, since shame full oft by later liars on earth mine dares not call thee from thy sacred hill yet there i've wandered by thy vaunted rill yes side or delphi's long deserted shrine where save that feeble fountain all is still nor mote my shell awake the weary nine to grace so plain a tale this lowly lay of mine willem in albion's isle there dwelt a youth who nay in virtue's ways did take delight but spent his days in riot most uncouth and vexed with mirth the drowsy ear of night ah me in sooth he was a shameless wight sore given to revel and ungodly glee few earthly things found favour in his sight save concubines and carnal company and flaunting wassailers of high and low degree child harold was he hight but whence his name and lineage long it suits me not to say suffice it that perchance they were of fame and had been glorious in another day but one sad losel soils a name for a however mighty in the olden time nor all that heralds rake from coffined clay nor florid prose nor honeyed lines of rhyme can blazon evil deeds or consecrate a crime child harold basked him in the noontide sun disporting there like any other fly nor deem before his little day was done one blast might chill him into misery but long ere scarce a third of his passed by worse than adversity the child befell he felt the fullness of satiety then loathed he in his native land to dwell which seemed to him more lone than eremite's sad cell for he through sin's long labyrinth had run nor made atonement when he did amiss had sighed too many though he loved but one and that loved one alas could ne'er be his ah happy she to scape from him whose kiss had been pollution unto aught so chaste who soon had left her charms for vulgar bliss and spoiled her goodly lands to gild his waist nor calm domestic peace had ever deigned to taste and now child harold was sore sick at heart and from his fellow bacchanals would flee tis said at times the sullen tear would start but pride congealed the drop within his e apart he stalked in joyless reverie and from his native land resolved to go and visit scorching climes beyond the sea 
with pleasure drugged he almost longed for woe and e'en for change of scene would seek the shades below the child departed from his father's hall it was a vast and venerable pile so old it seemed only not to fall yet strength was pillared in each massy aisle monastic dome condemned to uses vile where superstition once had made her den now paphian girls were known to sing and smile and monks might deem their time was come again if ancient tales say true nor wrong these holy men yet oft-times in his maddest mirthful mood strange pangs would flash along child harold's brow as if the memory of some deadly feud or disappointed passion lurked below but this none knew nor haply cared to know for his was not that open artless soul that feels relief by bidding sorrow flow nor sought he friend to counsel or condole whate'er this grief mote be which he could not control and none did love him though to hall and bower he gathered revellers from far and near he knew them flatterers of the festal hour the heartless parasites of present cheer yea none did love him not his leman's dear but pomp and power alone are women's care and where these are like eros finds a fear maidens like moths are ever caught by glare and mammon wins his way where seraph might despair child harold had a mother not forgot though parting from that mother he did shun a sister whom he loved but saw her not before his weary pilgrimage begun if friends he had he bade adieu to none yet deem not thence his breast a breast of steel yea who have known what tis to dote upon a few dear objects will in sadness feel such partings break the heart they fondly hope to heal his house his home his heritage his lands the laughing dames in whom he did delight whose large blue eyes fair locks and snowy hands might shake the saintship of an anchorite and long had fed his youthful appetite his goblets brimmed with every costly wine and all that moat to luxury invite without a sigh he left to cross the brine and traverse Paynim shores and pass earth's central line the sails were filled and fair the light winds blew as glad to waft him from his native home and fast the white rocks faded from his view and soon were lost in circumambient foam and then it may be of his wish to roam repented he but in his bosom slept the silent thought nor from his lips did come one word of wail whilst others sate and wept and to the reckless gales a manly moaning kept but when the sun was sinking in the sea he seized his harp which he at times could string and strike 
albeit with untaught melody, when deemed he no strange ear was listening, and now his fingers o'er it he did fling, and tuned his farewell in the dim twilight, while flew the vessel on her snowy wing, and fleeting shores receded from his sight, thus to the elements he poured his last good night. Adieu, adieu, my native shore, fades o'er the waters blue. The night winds sigh, the breakers roar, and shrieks the wild sea-mew. Yon sun that sets upon the sea, we follow in his flight. Farewell a while to him and thee, my native land, good night. A few short hours, and he will rise to give the morrow birth and i shall hail the main and skies but not my mother earth deserted is my own good hall its hearth is desolate wild weeds are gathering on the wall my dog howls at the gate come hither hither my little page why dost thou weep and wail or dost thou dread the billow's rage or tremble at the gale but dash the teardrop from thine eye, our ship is swift and strong, our fleet is falcon scarce can fly more merrily along. Let winds be shrill, let waves roll high, I fear not wave nor wind, yet marvel not, sir child, that I am sorrowful in mind, for I have from my father gone, a mother whom I love, and have no friend save these alone but thee and one above my father blessed me fervently yet did not much complain but sorely will my mother sigh till i come back again enough enough my little lad such tears become thine eye if i thy guileless bosom had mine own would not be dry come hither hither my staunch yeoman why dost thou look so pale or dost thou dread a french foeman or shiver at the gale deem'st thou i tremble for my life sir child i'm not so weak but thinking on an absent wife will blanch a faithful cheek my spouse and boys dwell near thy hall along the bordering lake and when they on their father call, what answer shall she make? Enough, enough, my yeoman good, thy grief let none gainsay. But I, who am of lighter mood, will laugh to flee away. For who would trust the seeming sighs of wife or paramour? Fresh fears will dry the bright blue eyes we late saw streaming o'er for pleasures past i do not grieve nor perils gathering near my greatest grief is that i leave no thing that claims a tear and now i'm in the world alone upon the wide wide sea but why should i for others groan when none will sigh for me perchance my dog will whine in vain till fed by stranger hands but long ere I come back again, he'd tear me where he stands. With thee, my bark, I'll swiftly go, athwart the foaming brine, 
nor care what land thou bears me to so not again to mine welcome welcome ye dark blue waves and when you fail my sight welcome ye deserts and ye caves my native land good night end of section one recording by alan mapstone